Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please remain with your tour guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. We ask that you don't eat or drink while on the tour, although there will be free samples at the end of this experience, and I promise they're great! Welcome back into Discontinued on Display. We are touring our discontinued themed stuff. I we we really haven't come, you know, up with a name yet because Dent- discontinued entertainment experiences. Yes, I thought I thought we had talked about that at one point. That sounds that sounds more sophisticated than stuff. Uh, but uh, my name is Matt, and I'm as always joined by Chris, who you just heard. Hey, everybody. I don't know why I said it like that. I did. We're here now. I can't take it back. <laughs> it's now canon. It's canon. Uh, <laughs> everybody. Um, Gets sadder every time. It's that in our 19, you know, 20s announcer voices are like now very canon. Um, so today we are talking a, a themed experience that I personally have been to. Matt was um, very, Matt talked about talking about this. I think back when we were doing food. Yeah, I'm yeah. 90% sure you wanted to do this season since we conceptualized the show. And I th- I'm 90% sure, Matt, it was for this specific experience. There's a lot I have I have come to realize that I've been to a lot of discontinued themed things. And a lot maybe of you're them, the catalyst. I mean, maybe. But um, a lot of them are Disney things. And the problem with a lot of Disney things, I shouldn't say problem. The when when you give a like, oh, I've experienced this Disney thing that's now discontinued. So have, you know, hundreds upon thousands of other people. But this was an experience that I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I mean, a lot of people have probably been to. But I don't I don't get the vibe that many people like from California or Texas were flying up to Battle Creek, Michigan to see Serial City, USA. Matt, I'm not going to lie to you. Based on some of the numbers I've seen, um, I would guarantee not a lot of people have been to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason it is no longer in existence. Like, I think under a million people went total. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a... Um... Okay, so first off... I don't want to go off on this tangent. No one knows exactly what Serial City USA is. I'm going to start giving stats and everyone's going to be like, what are they talking about? Yes. Matt, so, tell yes, them Cereal about Serial City USA. Serial yes, City USA. So um, Kellogg's, um, the cereal brand, I'm sure That's all great. of you have. Yes, they're great. I'm sure you've all have eaten a Kellogg's cereal. If you haven't, you've been living under a rock. Um, and so the the founder Will Keith Kellogg or W.K. Kellogg and his brother J.H. Kellogg um, uh, started a cereal company and uh, uh, Battle Creek, Michigan was where they set up shop. Can we talk about Dr. John Harvey Kellogg for a second? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I was just fascinated. That was that was the deep dive I went in learning about the about Cereal City USA. 
and like where does Kellogg cereals come from? And maybe you were about to jump into this, but no, like please. the fact that it comes from a sanatorium in Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek Sanatorium that was run by Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, who helped invent the cereal, which I'm, I'll let you jump into. Like, I got confused trying to figure out the weird who did or didn't help invent this cereal within that family. That's kind of like a conspiracy. But the fact that he was a, I've never even heard of this, like, denomination of a religious affiliation. He was a Seventh-day Adventist. Adventist, yes. Adventist church. Um, never heard of it. He gets kicked out. They call it, I've never heard this term until this research, disfellowshipping. In 1907, and this the sanatorium was made by this church, becomes good and popular because of Dr. Kellogg. And I should specify that when I say sanitarium, um, that's a word that we think of very differently in our modern language. A sanatorium or a sanitarium to us means that's where the like the loonies go, and that's like like you think American Horror Story, those crazy places where they're like locking you in, they're mistreating you. Um, I don't know at what point we started using the word sanitarium, torium to refer to that i uh, maybe i should have looked that up but i didn't and we're here you know, now it, it, the, the whole kellogg brand does have a really interesting backstory <laughs> like um, but well, this, and, the, the and, sanitarium is a place for people to just go and become more healthy it's kind of like a weird spa resort when you're not feeling your best which is probably why they end up turning into what most of like a sanitarium would turn into but it's it's a literally it's a spa for rich people but dr harvey kellogg would also cater to people who couldn't afford doctors, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, essentially, cornflakes were kind of the first cereal, and it was invented by accident. Mm-hmm. And so J.H. Kellogg is like, wow, look at this. And uh, W.K. is like, hey, keep that secret. And and his brother's like, no, nah, I'm just, you know, hey, everyone in the sanitari- sanitarium guests, just come and look at this. And one of them, CW Post, copied the process and started his own company, Post Cereals, now General uh, General Foods or General Mills Foods. Um, so that was uh, hilarious. And this upset- That's going to play out later in life, too, which is oh, yeah. uh, what that- I enjoy greatly. That upset WK to the extent that he left the sanitarium to create his own company. And the cereal was originally, like, invented for the patients. It was meant for them to, like, for healthier diets. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, John Harvey Kellogg, I'm always going to say his full name, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, Mr. Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, if you will, um, he believed that a a good diet was, like, you you ate like a monkey, I think was a phrase he had once said, like, you, you do not eat a lot and you do not eat often. And that's going to keep you healthy. I don't agree with that philosophy. I eat a lot and I eat it often. Yeah. Well, because actually more modern science from based on what I've I've read is proven that snacking, having, you know, different like smaller meals throughout the day rather than like just a big meal is actually healthier. Now, I mean, it has to be like you can't be snacking on potato chips and Pop-Tarts throughout you know, don't tell day. me how to live my life. <laughs> I mean, you can, but maybe that's not the most healthy thing. I mean, depending. I literally, on... I literally snacked a little bit today. Um, I, I see. Snacking. To me, snacking is dangerous. Snacking is a slippery slope for me because I will eat when I'm bored. I find the physical act of eating extremely enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am left to my own devices, like I was messaging a coworker today, and I'm like, I need lunch to roll around because I very much like to eat. 
And she's like, if you're hungry, just eat it. I'm like, that's the problem. I don't know if I'm hungry or if I'm bored. And my body mm-hmm. has taught myself. I like, I broke that habit a while ago, but. That's um, why the pandemic was dangerous because oh, I, yeah. I was at home and had access to my pantry all the time. Ex- absolutely. Um, and it's dangerous at work right now because um, we have a, a, a customer who owns a Mexican restaurant and he makes his own chips and salsa. And he just like drops them off to us. Oh, <laughs> so we just have, like, I'm coming to work with you. Salsa at work. <laughs> I have this joke at work. Um, every now and then, where I work, they'll pay for a, like a lunch or a dinner. Like it happens on occasion because of what I do. Um, and my and every year, like at most jobs, you set you set a year you set different yearly goals that you go over with your manager. And I told my manager, um, I was like, my goal this year is that I want this place to pay for as many of my meals as I can possibly muster. <laughs> like I want to be at every new employee lunch, even if it's not my department. I want to like if we're all going out for something, like I get me there. I need to be in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my my goofy goal. And I'm currently at four meals. Um, nice. I'm very proud. The the our administration building uh, has a lot of snacks, and I think it's partially because our. I don't know what it, I think he's technically the vice president is his job, um, but one of our very high up executives, uh, like the second from the top, has an office in that building. And when he works there on certain days of the week, like I know he'll bring bagels or something just to be chill and cool. But I'm like, uh, why do I not work in that building? I feel like I'd be very stressed because that like someone really high up works in that building, but at the same time, that free food mm-hmm. and I would just be raking it in. We don't have a lot of free food over in the museum. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's 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 really nice. Someone dropped off donuts one time, and it's really nice when you come into work and there's, like, something just to munch on. We had a volunteer who still volunteers with us, but um, not on the same day he used to, and he doesn't do what he used to do, so he doesn't do this. He used to bring a dozen donuts from um, a grocery store every Friday, and it was this sick, twisted game of, if I just cut a little piece off the donut, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, no one touches donut. Well, it's going to go to waste. I'll cut a little more off. And then eventually you've had like at least five donuts. Oh, yeah. I just I've now accepted that when someone brings in donuts, I'm probably going to have a baseline three. See, what I did was I I was like one day we'd had a rough week at work and I brought in munchkins and I was like, perfect. Like everyone will have like a cup. I had half the box. I know I did. I know I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I put the biggest dent in that thing. Yes. So, um, we would not be good patients of John Harvey, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Oh, is that what we're talking about today? Because I I was convinced <laughs> we were talking about snacking. Yeah, so, no, we would not have been good patients. Poor, poor Dr. Yeah. John Harvey Kellogg. John Harvey. Well, um, so essentially, um, they, cre- they, they set up shop of their company and their factory in Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, for a while you could tour the factory like oh, that really was because i know we're jumping decades and decades ahead oh, yeah. of time because D- dr john harvey kellogg is from the early 1900s matt uh dr john harvey kellogg smash or pass <laughs> i haven't seen a picture of him okay fine here hold on um hang on i i, I got i got it i got it how I got have you it. not seen a picture of him so um i told you this is gonna be the bit i'm gonna do this every time <laughs> oh man that is a that is a, a mustache. So look, Google him young. He still has the mustache, but like I definitely definitely would have smashed young <laughs> Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Definitely. He, absolutely. He is um, he's no Ted Yund. No, I no, no one that. is. No one is Ted Yund. But like he becomes a very distinguished. He almost looks Colonel Sanders esque. 
Yeah, he does kind of have the Colonel Sanders vibe to it. What a jolly looking husband he would have been. And there's a nice, there's a picture of him. He's very, later in life, he's gotten rid of the little goatee. And he just looks pleasant. Like, that. I would have been happy if that was my husband. And plus, like, a fame, a world-class doctor. And when he was young, he was pretty cute. So, absolutely, I'm saying smash. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to answer this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. Okay, so okay. <laughs> Um, so, okay, now that we've gotten past that, um, so yeah, you could tour the factory, uh, you could tour the factory, but that ended, uh, I don't know how to move on from this, so I'm just like plowing through it. Uh, <laughs> um, you That's could, how you place master pass? <laughs> you could, um, you could like actually see them make the cereal, but there were two things that kind of shut this down. The first one is very kind of self-explanatory OSHA laws. Like it was wildly unsanitary to have outside people in factories where food was being produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just like dangerous as well. Like, I mean, if equipment malfunctions or something like that, people could get hurt. It just wasn't worth the risk. And I'm sure what happened was just the insurance companies uh, were like, yeah, this is just not a good idea. But the more nefarious purpose was it, that their espionage, espionage, their competitors would send people to take the tour and uh, like steal secrets, I guess. That, that's I what happened to Willy Wonka. I mean, I guess. But what? OK, I have a question. What secrets would you gain from a like civilian tour like were they showing people the re- like all right here's our secret recipe and here's this like what what were you gleaning from i feel like so think about when we talked about pepsi and coke in season one there's certain ways they manufacture the product differently and i know that's true like sometimes if you make something in a certain way like um it, it has to be a certain temperature there has to be a certain humidif humidity kind of a thing there has to you know you're going to do it in this process i'm going to put them through the baking oven once and then i'm going to put it through a second i'm going to coat it and then put it through a second time like there could be things and maybe they don't offer that natural on tour but like if i'm sitting there in my skippy shirt with a little propeller hat and i go well hey like how exactly do you do that like i'm from the midwest like if that's what they were doing there's um, just like a 30 year old man in a beanie cap. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Go to town. Live your best life. The shirt's riding up a little bit because it's too small. <laughs> for a kid, they have a big lollipop and they're like, hey, mister, how do you make them cornflakes? It's so like flaky. A so, it's a that's so raven disguise. <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. so over the top. <laughs> Exactly. Like with the, the big the big butt that knocks everything off the desk. Exactly. Well and and it probably ends in the same episode where you could have just worn normal clothes and just mm-hmm. ass and it would yeah, have been ask. much better. <laughs> um but I feel like that's probably what happened is they were yeah. sending people in. Like probably they probably like bring your family, look normal, and ask a question. If your wife asks a question. Yeah, and I mean, then, it would be like that's not that hard to do. Like to send like a hey, you guys go on this tour and pretend to be married, you know. And that's your day. What a what a great day of work, though. Hi, honey, I'm home. What'd you do today? Well, I had a, a me and uh, Brenda were fake married, and we went and spied on the Kellogg's company. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that made me laugh too, especially you know, like how how did post serial start? Um, and the article I read about why they why they stopped the factory tours was it was specifically post 
who was doing the espionage. They were mad that Post was doing it yet again. And I have to say, I am not a fan of Post serials anymore. They, post because of this? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I like, thought you had a rogue Post serial. Let's see. What are the Post serials that list of Post serial brands? Uh, there's a, apparently a Dunkin' Donuts cereal. I've seen that. Uh, honey Bunches of Oats, Honeycomb, uh, Raisin, Raisin Bran is not post. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Oreos, Grape mm. Nuts. Oh, grape great. Nuts. So I don't eat any of these cereals anymore. Oh, sorry, Fruity I've Pebbles. Never... Oh, mm, Fruity Pebbles is my jam and Cocoa yeah, Puffs. Yeah, I guess I can forgive one of them, but they have gross cereals anyway. So. Who does Who does Count Chocula? Is that... Count Chocula cereal. Let's see. Who does Count Chocula? Count Chocula is General Mills. Which is which post, Which I think right? now is post. I don't know. Maybe I need to just get over it um, because cereal is amazing. Let's let's just, let's just be honest here, guys. Cereal is amazing. And this is part of the reason why I was so excited to always talk about this. I love eating cereal. There is um, a Sour Patch Kids cereal? Oh, I'm sure there is. That's horrible. That, uh, you know? Um, yeah. I wonder what that tastes like. Sadness. Um, not good, probably. Bitterness. Okay, 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 I know that we're getting way off topic, but with that that cereal right there, why not just go get Sour Patch Kids? It's 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 the same thing that I have with like Oreo flavored candy canes. Like, why would I not just go get Oreos? Where where on God's green earth have you seen an Oreo flavored candy cane? Oh, at Christmas time, there's like pickle flavored uh, uh, candy canes and Starburst flavored candy canes and Hawaiian Punch candy cane. You can get like thousands of varieties of candy canes but i'm like if i want an oreo i'll just go eat an oreo i get like different fruit flavors see like, oreo i get like having the having them smaller so you can put them in a big bowl of milk like that to me makes sense oh yeah okay yeah that makes more sense because i mean ultimately pouring a whole bunch of oreos just in a bowl of milk and eating them like cereal also sounds delightful but um <laughs> a little more sad um, same with like cookie crisp, like same thing. Like, oh, I love cookie crisp. Yeah. Like that makes sense. But to say, you know what? Sour Patch Kids are already fun and bite size. We should make them a cereal. <laughs> I don't want to know what that experience is. Yeah. Anyway, if you've had Sour Patch Kids cereal, please let us know. We want to know what it tastes like. Um, so the, the factory tour closes 1986 and basically, they're apparently, according to, you know, the people the around Battle Creek, Michigan, there was this pent up demand for this factory tour to come back. People and love people, factory tours. Oh, factory tours are awesome. Um, and so, like, the best episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is when he tours the Cran Factory. Um, that's the best episode. And, and so they go, okay, well, we can't do a factory tour. So we're going to open up this pseudo museum history, attra- like theme parkish type thing. And so it's, it's it called Serial City USA and open that to the public. So what the, what actual, like, so we've now been 20 minutes and we're just now getting to the, t- the actual topic <laughs> of Serial City USA. What is this? Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does sound about right. It is this um 
it's it's a factory tour of sorts. Um, you know, it's a reenacted factory tour. It is not the real factory, but they show you the process of how they make cornflakes. And and it's a movie. Do... They show you a movie. There's a movie as well with animatronic uh, Tony the Tiger and Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And I believe the Raisin Bran son makes an appearance as well. And the, I think in the movie. I heard Snap, yeah. Crack, I heard you can meet Snap, Crackle, and Pop and Toucan Sam. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe Toucan Sam's in the show. You can also meet Tony the Tiger, like, in person. But this is, like, in the movie, there's, like, animatronic talking Tony the Tiger. Have I talked about the fact... I think I have. Have I talked about the fact that I've dated Tony the Tiger? Maybe? I, I dated Tony the Tiger. I went on two dates with someone who had once worn yes. Tony the Tiger suit. I do remember this. I Which do is why this. we couldn't play Smash or Pass with Tony the Tiger. Wait, so so was he... Was he Tony the Tiger at... Serial City? No, there's no oh. way. Because this guy was a couple years younger than me. Oh. Um, no, he had to wear it for like some kind of corporate event. Oh, okay. When he okay. was a little older. I was about to say, call this man up right now. No, We're he wouldn't have been at Serial City. The USA. Episode. Um that, so yeah, the man you... who did that would have been in their forties or fifties. What kind of a harlot do you think I am? <laughs> That's <laughs> I not fair. That's not fair. I just made a really snap judgment about age gap. That was rude of me. Yeah, love is love, man. No matter the age, <laughs> no matter the no matter the no matter the animal, no matter the anth- anthropomorphic animal. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So there was a movie involved in this where you could. It was like the there was a theater you could watch how Siri was made, and then there was like an interactive like I think it was twelve step exhibit that you know you we walked you walked through, and I, I think my favorite portion of this exhibit because they had like just faceless white mannequins in clothes that were the people. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was like the creation of cornflakes. And so it's three people. They're all like standing, standing around a pan, a, tray. Of, a pan of cornflakes. One of them has, has like their, the hand on his chin, like thinking the other person has his hands on the table and he's like really pondering it. And then there's just like a woman with her arms crossed standing there. <laughs> um, I just, I just find that very funny of like, Oh, hmm, cornflakes. Hmm. <laughs> I just, I love that image. Um, mannequins in a museum can get real weird man yeah yeah but then you know that all sounds kind of like okay um oh at the end of that you could also get and i remember this that you got a little dixie cup and you could like get i'm using heavy air quotes hot and fresh cornflakes basically they just had regular cornflakes and they warmed them up so it gave you the illusion that they were fresh and you could like eat hot and fresh cornflakes and I'm pretty sure you also got like a little mini thing of cereal to take home. Like the ones you would take when you went on vacation. When the I loved them. The, I was awesome. obsessed with those. The single serve boxes of cereal. Well, and the best I part. I always of, wanted them. And the best part about it for my family was like, we didn't get a lot of like really, really sugary cereal. There were a couple of them, but like some of them, my mom was like, no. But when we went on vacation, we could get the single serve boxes that had one of them in there. And that was. Really cool. Greatest day ever. I loved getting those variety packs. Good uh, times. Do they still make those? I, I feel yeah, like maybe I'm they totally really, do. I, I guess I just haven't been looking for them, so I don't see them, but uh. I'm surprised as I look at the back wall full of toys that you wouldn't still indulge in the the young, exciting world of mini boxes of cereal that you're supposed I mean, to take on trips. The one there, so a lot of these toys are like Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, obviously. But I do have a um, a uh, uh, 
a uh, um, the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs guy that I got in a box of something. It's like a little. It was a little figure that I got as a prize. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a name, does he? He's just the insane Cocoa Puffs man that has mm-hmm. a bad addiction problem. Lots of lots of um, kids food mascots have a problem. We'll get to more of that later. Uh, the tricks rabbit does. We'll get to more of that later. Who else? Oh yeah. Oh, I have. I I found some very new uh, cereal mascots that we're going to talk about later. So, oh, I'm excited. Yes. Oh, I am too. I uh, this this was a very good rabbit hole I went down. But um, so you got the hot and fresh cornflakes, but then there was also this like big play area, and I remember that too. It was essentially like a you know a large McDonald's play place, except it was themed to. Uh, you know, cereal. So you had like giant fruit loops that you could, you know, jump on and giant cartons of milk or cereal boxes that you could go in. Um, so I remember playing in that. And then the other thing that I remember very vividly is throughout the whole thing up above you, there's like boxes of cornflakes, just like being, it looks like they're being manufactured. Now they're not, mm-hmm. they're just on like a rotating thing. So it, it has this feel of motion that like you're stepping into this manufacturing plant and cornflakes are being manufactured. Well, it's supposed to be, this is the the factory tour that you weren't allowed to get anymore, but fun. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, you know, that it was definitely aimed at kids. Like that was the whole idea was, Hey, bring your kids, have them learn kids how cereal is made. Um, yes. Oh yes. I was definitely a kid at this. Well, and it was heavily, like serial mascot themed. Like it, it, Tony the Tiger was very, very front and center. Toucan Sam, Snap Crackle Pop. Like they, they were very much like, hey, come on in. I remember the ad for these. I looked it up on YouTube today. And like there it's was Tony a, the Tiger and this family like waving people in. Did you see the video of like, it was like a, like one of those like Food Network style, like, top five places that you could go and like have an experience talking about food. And there was the girl, like the girl was probably like 14, 15 years old. was like, I saw Tony the tiger and I just got like real excited. Like I'm here. I'm like, how much did they pay you? You look in so much pain. All the children they interviewed in that little segment, like there was a, so towards the end, I'm assuming uh, you would remember this, but towards the end of the experience, it seems that you could get your photo taken and for $17, get it put on a box of, of like frosted flakes and there is this like again 15 16 year old guy he's got his puka shell necklace and he's like yeah like once they put my face on the bus like i was like wow i i'm a celebrity now too and i'm like oh my god who wrote this who was your pr person this is painful i found a so i could not find a picture of like what this cereal box looked like and we didn't do that because that was too gimmicky for our family. Like, there's no way that we would have, unless we did, and I don't remember it. So, mom and dad, if you're listening to this and that does exist, please. What do you mean if? I thought your parents are supposed, our parents are supposed to listen to this regardless because we're their children. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what timely manner they're listening to this. Um, I mean, I'm going to ask them for pictures because I'm, I'm sure there's got to be pictures of me at Serial City. So, mm-hmm. I'll have to ask them for some. Uh, so... Um, but I found on YouTube, someone's like old home video of them going to Serial City USA and oh they, God. they did the, like their, the two kids pictures are on a thing of frosted flakes and it is the weirdest thing. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that I go, 
what do you do with this? Like, the McPizza hat, I wear it out and about. (laughs) There's uses for that. If I have my face on a bo- on a box of frosted flakes. What am I doing with that? Is it in my pantry and then I like tell my guests to go find something in the pantry so then they can see me on a box of cereal and I have a conversation piece? That's weird. Do I keep it out and I just have a box of cereal that's like on my coffee table all the time? That's also very strange. You bring like, it on a picnic date with your Remember we talked about the McPizza hat being great for hitting on people yes, oh, that's that true. so you go on a picnic date and you pull out your jug of milk and then you pull out your box of frosted flakes i would upcycle it into a messenger bag and then carry my things in the messenger bag that has my face on it with the frosted flakes glad i could help i need a time machine <laughs> i'm sure we'll get there we're, we're coming in hot on that i'm sure <laughs> Um, so I found that and then i also found just a, a wondrous thing so um uh this the, these things kind of go hand in hand. So first of all, there was a restaurant that sold like your normal, like, you know, hot dogs, burgers, whatever. But then they had a like old timey Sunday shop that the big advertisement was like, you can have a Sunday with Fruit Loops on top. <laughs> yeah, and based off the pictures I saw, it was literally scoops of vanilla ice cream with cereal sprinkled on top. That yeah. was not like, and you know they charge probably like 10 bucks for that oh, each. Yeah. It was nothing special and, and something you could absolutely do at home. <laughs> Like 100% could just buy a box of Fruit Loops and v- generic vanilla ice cream and just put it on top. But that was like, and and Fruit Loops I get. The other one, they were like, put Rice Krispies on top. I'm like, whoa, careful there, tiger. <laughs> don't, don't get too crazy. <laughs> so so the, this family in their home video is eating ice cream, lack of cereal on top. So it, I'm sure that they went, I'm not up chart and playing the, you know, seven dollar upcharge to get fruit loops sprinkled on top but then apparently tony the tiger came in and did a dance party with the kids and all the families so like it's all these people in the middle of the ice cream shop doing the hokey pokey (laughs) oh no and the guy that's doing or girl i don't know who's doing tony the tiger is not into it (laughs) it's very funny I have to find that. I have to find that and see that immediately. It's it's very fun. Uh, there was apparently also like outside of the ice cream place. Apparently there was like another restaurant in uh, Cereal City called like the Red. Oh gosh, hold on. I have this written down, and I can't find where I wrote it down. I want to say it's called the Red Onion, um, and it was because it it, it was a, a restaurant. Oh yeah, the Red Onion Grill. There it is which is modeled and named after an original diner that was actually in the sanitarium. Oh, nice. That's cool. Um, which is how I found out there was a sanitarium. I'm like, why was there a sanitarium? <laughs> how does the, how do these things connect? Um, so yeah, it was, I remember being, I, I remember having a lot of fun with it. Like, so one he, of the articles I read about it said that when they had done this experience, um, it kind of felt like a Disney story that you had to pay to get into. That's how they described it. Yeah. So I think one of the big problems with it, like now looking back on it and like, you know, uncovering things as a kid, I just didn't like it was a fun thing to do, whatever. And I'm seeing fun serial characters, but it was caught in between of what it wanted to be. On the one hand, it, it wanted to keep to this factory tour museum history type thing. And on the other hand, it wanted to be this fun, again, more theme park type thing 
but it didn't have any rides. Like there were no rides in this. Um, like I remember when we did the Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we went to Hershey park. Like there was like a tram ride that you did. And there were other things like there's, there's like real rides to do there. So yeah, mm-hmm. you had like the chocolate aspect of it. And you know, here's how we make Hershey kisses, but you also had like real, like themed rides and characters and other stuff like that. Whereas this, it, it, it wasn't, fully a factory tour and it wasn't fully a themed experience. And so it was this awkward, like in the middle. And of course it had a bunch of corporate, like marketing towards children. (laughs) And I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way and didn't quite land with kids where kids were like, yeah, cool. This is how cereal is made. I just kind of want to eat it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And one of my favorite things about it and the reason it closes um, is because of its visitation. So it's open until, uh, what is it? 2007? 2007. To 2007. Yeah, so just under 10 years. Yeah. And so this is why I say I know they had under a million guests. So first off, I'd like, I would like to point out that it cost $22 million to build this thing. Yeah. Um, entry was seven ninety five. dollars It's not bad. Um, the state of Michigan had contributed $2.8 million. Um, well, and when the, the tourism thing, like the yes. governor at the time was like, this is going to bring tourism in. So when this closes, the city of Battle Creek was left with an 875,000 bill to pay for the like the closing and the cost that they had not been able to offset yet. Um, but Kellogg's bought the building for two million dollars and wiped out the debt. Yeah, um, that, which good. Good on the Kellogg's company. I mean, they. Uh, yeah, they converted it into commercial offices and then sold it. But so, who did they sell the, it to? Do you do you know that? I don't know. I just uh, they, know sold they sold it to it. the they sold it to the Battle Creek School District. Oh, yeah. So the Why school not? district owns this now. Wonderful! What a good place to be educated. Um, but apparently, they were hoping to see four hundred thousand visitors every single year, and its first year peaked at 162,000 guests. They never went over that and very steadily they always averaged about 80,000, 85,000 and then they averaged about 75,000 and then they Yikes. closed. And on that little video preview I I talked about the guy like who worked for the for Serial City USA is like, "Yeah, we see over 100,000 people every year." I'm like, "No, you don't. You did once and then never again did you do that." <laughs> Like you got, that's why I know you never saw, you saw just under a million guests, probably 800 to 900,000 people total in seven or nine years, however long that is, came to Serial City USA. I am in such an exclusive club. Yes, you are. Ah, this makes me feel like, is it bad that this is like a thing of pride for me that I'm feeling like a little bit uppity about this, that I've been to Serial City USA and You should. I think you absolutely yeah, should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 happy that this is what I get to feel uppity about. I should just like walk around with a shirt that says I've been to Serial City I survived Serial City USA. Ask me about my experience. <laughs> now the thing I um if you if you're feeling left out at home, don't worry, you can easily go to eBay and get yourself oh, some hang on, cereal- hang on, hang on oh. before we get into that. This is a first on our show in which I don't have to go to eBay to find merch. So I will post this. I showed this to Chris for I bought at Serial City USA. It is it is branded on the tag a plush beanbag toucan Sam because Fruit Loops were my favorite cereal when I was a kid. 
And so Toucan Sam was my favorite. And so I have this plush Toucan Sam from Cereal City USA. Uh, you can also get that for under $15 on eBay. I, just, I don't I, know how much my parents paid for it. Um, probably 20 My sister got the uh, the cornflakes rooster. The cornflakes rooster. What a sad, what a sad thing I don't thing know to why get. she picked that one. I should ask her about that. Why did she, you pick that one? How old is your sister? She's three years older than me. She oh, you, can get corn. The, you can get the cornflakes rooster for about ten eighty seven. I wonder if she still you, has oh, that. You can get the cornflakes rooster and Toucan Sam for just under $20 with free shipping. So if you want to be as cool as me, you could. I wonder if my sister still has the cornflakes rooster. I should ask her. Ooh, um, there were Snap, Crackle, and Pop playing cards? I want yeah. those. Yeah, there's there was some pretty cool merch. Like, the mugs looked really cool. It had, like, Tony the Tiger and it said Serial City USA. Um, the, the Snap, Crackle, Pop playing cards. There's and- a 3D plate. Yeah, that's going with snap, crackle and pop on it, because back then that's when people used to my grandmother used to do this, collect plates. Um, and no, my grandma collects collected spoons. I'm sorry. Um, she collected commemorative spoons, but you can get it for twenty four ninety nine, dollars uh, $10 in shipping. I will say this is the most reasonably priced stuff that I that I found on eBay. Like, you know what? I could see myself spending money on that if I was a serial aficionado. Did you look through the eBay at all? Because you clearly did not do what I always do, which is go to the... Sorry, I just found this rather interesting item, and I just... What is it? Do tell. Um, it's a vintage cornflakes pin, and it looks Ooh. old. Like, it doesn't have a safety pin. So this thing has to probably be from the 40s. I just wanted to know when it was from, if it if it if the seller knew. Seller doesn't seem to know when this thing is from, but, like, based off of other pins i've seen from the 40s it's the kind that doesn't have a safety clasp so i think it's this is like easily pre-1950 which is kind of cool so it's nothing to do with serial city usa i did a brief dive to ebay because i remember uh when we did our time town episode that you were very offended that i took your thunder so i was like on it i was like oh this is oh no no i can't get off this gotta get off gotta get off (laughs) i wouldn't have minded had you gone um but Apparently, you can get the most expensive thing you can get. Apparently, is a vintage Kellogg Cereal City Tony the Tiger shirt, uh, where Tony is wearing a a Santa hat um, for ninety seven dollars eighty seven cents. Buy it now with free shipping. But then there's also this red thing that says twenty percent off with coupon, and so now I'm like feels like scammy. So I'm actually going to go with this, which I can actually see someone holding in their wee little hand, and they have. A, the Tony the Tiger plush, which is an absolutely horrifying looking thing. It looks like Tony the, the Tiger. one? Yeah, it's the one where like his whiskers are all over the place and it looks nothing like Tony the Tiger whatsoever. Yeah, that's the old Tony the Tiger. Um, yeah, the, and it's like a plush beanie and it's going for $89.99. Ten, roughly $10 in shipping. Um, and you can also get it for 10 bucks from a different seller. So I don't know why on earth this person is like, this is worth $100. Someone, like, I, I, I really got to know if someone pays that much money for that. Like that's, I got to feel like there's a, a small group of people that, like, serial stuff, like the characters, the history of it is probably, like, their thing to collect. Now, that's, that's what's going to bring me into our next thing is, should this come back? And I'm actually going to say, yes, but. I have a yes. but. I have lots of buts in mine. It's yes, 
I think a Serial City USA museum, it has to be a museum. They have to lean into museum. They cannot lean into kids attraction. This needs to be a museum. Should exist. It would be popular. People would go to the, I would go to the Serial Museum. Um, and I would love to learn more. It, but the thing is, is it can't be Kellogg specific. It just has to be all of them. It, it has to be a joint where all their history and the history of this product is shared. Like, I mean, I would love to go to a museum program about the battle between Post and Kellogg. Like, that sounds so cool to me. And like, how yeah. is cereal made? And like, who are the big competitors? Like, to me, that's interesting. And that's not to say that you can't have like kids programming where like Tony the Tiger does come out, but like you have to have kids and adult programming. And you need to be able to pander to both ends of that field uh, to be successful. Well, and I even think add some ride elements. Now, I'm not saying like build a roller coaster, but do your factory tour on a train. You get on a train. Everybody loves to get on a train and do a little factory tour. Um, do some type of, you know, fun simulator experience where, ooh, you're a cornflake and you're going through the thing. Ooh, it gets a little hot in here now. Like, that, that's silly and fun. Um, I don't know like, if I agree about the train thing, just because I, like, to me, I think you should, like I said, I think you should lean into museum. Not that museums can't have, like, rides and, like, big base attractions like that, but I also think, like, I just think, I, I think you, I think there's some simple things you can do. Put it this way. You have to lean one way. Either you have to lean, we're a museum, or you have to lean, we're more like amusement parky. Mm -hmm. And whichever way you decide to go, I think either of them has merit, but I, I think it's, it, you have to pick one. I think um, they would succeed as a museum. I don't know if they would succeed as an amusement park. That doesn't make sense to me. And you could do some really fun, like hands-on things for kids. Cause I've been to great museums that, are a great blend of kids and adult things and, uh, you know, hands-on learning. So it's not just like a bunch of reading, but there's things for kids to do. There's interesting things for parents to read in the exhibits that I have been to as a kid and as an adult, the ones that are the most successful are the ones that all ages participate in. Mm -hmm. And this just felt like it was too directed at kids and didn't really, but didn't really have anything that kids were like so excited about that they yeah. wanted to do it again and again. Like children's museums exist and they're successful, yeah. but it's because they're very active. Like this to me played out like the way I saw it, it felt like Chuck E. Cheese met a museum and they had a weird baby and that was it. Like, you're walking through what seemed to me to be a very traditional museum experience, which isn't going to grab kids. And what was like geared towards kids was that it was colorful or that there was an animatronic Tony, the tiger. Um, and then I guess the big thing for kids was eat ice cream with fruit floops while Tony, the tiger does the hokey, the hokey pokey, pokey at you. With you. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think there's a market for this to come back. I doubt, I mean, that they're trying to do that. Um, but I think it's, I, I, I think, I think it could happen, but I don't think, and I don't think it would be a Kellogg's thing or a general Mills post thing. It has mm -hmm. to be, um, a, a battle Creek, Michigan thing. It has to be the state of Michigan. Since this is where both of these factories are from, this is where these companies started. It has to be them embracing their history. And you know what? I didn't, I never thought to, uh, cereal museum. There has to, there has to be one. The cereal factory in Los Angeles is an incredible pop-up Insta museum. That's not 
what I am talking. Oh, you know what? Um, Battle Creek, Michigan does have a serial history exhibit somewhere. But like, I genuinely think you could get away with a whole that they like the the city of or the the state of the city of Michigan, the state of Michigan could invest in like the like the governor wanted like, oh, this would be great for tourists. Like, no, build a museum, but it has to be about all of them. and I think if you got some real museum people in there and behind that, I think you could have some success. Because I think fun mm-hmm. museums, the Gilbert House, are wonderful and important. Yeah. Gilbert House. Yes, Gilbert House. <laughs> um, and Michigan has great museums. Like the Henry Ford is a really great museum. I've been there a bunch of times. I've been there too. And great. And they have the like the Greenfield Village there that's got like the living history. You know, you step back in time into a... Uh, you know, a village and the people working there are in character and it's super fun and there's a big train and at Christmas time they make it the Polar Express and it's like that kind of stuff is fun. And I feel like I feel like they could do that in Battle Creek and have success. Yeah. Okay. are you ready to hear the the discontinued Kellogg cereals that I found? Yes, characters associated with them. Oh, these are discontinued cereals. Yes, so it fits the theme. Oh, Um, I'm excited. Yes, so we have um, All Stars, which um, uh, features this wonderful magician character. Uh, Oh, Oh, God. Okay, no, I've never, I've never had All Stars. Keep going. Yes. So, uh, and and this one box uh, gives kids free walking finger puppet. Um, this one is banana frosted flakes, which features Tony, the tiger in a straw hat, carrying a bunch of bananas. Delightful. Um, is it like that? I'm trying to keep up with you and, oh, I don't see him. Oh yeah. It's exactly what I was worried it was going to be that very probably culturally inappropriate, like straw hat that you see people. Yep. 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 (laughs) Um, then you have big mix, uh, Big and Mix both have two letters at the end, so B I G G M I X X. Oh God! Who? Yes. Um, that so, moose. That that yeah, is so, a moose crossbred with a chicken. No, so it a is pig. because Big Mix is four grains of goodness: wheat, oats, corn, and rice. The mascot is, I believe, a pig, a cat, a moose, and a rooster. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, you know why not. Oh, there's a 30-second um, commercial for P- Big Mix. Did you Big watch it? Mix. I did not watch it. I just I'm saw watch- the box. Is the character in it? I think he is. Oh, does he have a voice? Yes, hold on. Okay, it's a pig, a moose, a wolf, and a chicken. That's a what it wolf. is. Uh, okay. He doesn't he doesn't talk. He just Boom. he makes he makes animal sounds. Okay, interesting. Okay, then we have some nice corporate uh, synergy here, um, you know, with the, the flavor of the day. We have Buzz Blast. <laughs> you have to stop. You have to stop. Okay. The commercial ends with a mom, like a very stereotypical, like, early 90s mom in her, like, sack-looking dress with her pearl necklace. She has the most dead look in her eyes, and she just leans forward. This is still Big Mix, and goes, Bella loves raisins. That's how the freaking commercial ends. Is her son is enjoying the cereal and Billy loves raisins just like a chicken. And I'm like, whoa! Oh. Sorry, I had to stop you because that was that was not what I was expecting. What's the next cereal? 
big mix. Uh, Buzz Blasts is a Buzz Lightyear themed cereal. Ooh, I'd be all about that. Yeah, it, it actually looks super good. Like, oh, that's like, amazing. Why did I my parents cereal in my body. my parents and, neglected me by never giving me this cereal? Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, so Kellogg, um, there's a market for buzz blasts. Let's be real. And same with C3PO's very nice Ooh. corporate. Yeah. Very nice. So that, that one's not as funny. Um, then we have Coco Hoots, which is a delightful old white owl that looks like very happy. Um, we have oh my. A, a cereal called concentrate, which looks like the cereal you would eat if you had the personality of a rock. Because it says the new concentrated nutrition cereal, defatted wheat germ added 10 minerals and vitamins. This is something you eat if you're constipated. I mean. Because you're concentrating on going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have cornflakes with instant bananas, which Ooh. the mascot is a real banana that they have put googly eyes and made a nose and cut out a smile and then put a fun like uh, barbershop quartet hat on. Oh, and, I'm about like, it. Yeah, like uh, you just add milk and you have real tasty banana slices. He's got a nose and everything. Yeah, very adorable. Oh, um, there, did you see the ad of Jimmy Durante holding him because he looks like Jimmy Durante? No, I did not. I love um, that. Is, is, Chris, is there any way we can post these on our social media pages? Of course we can. Okay, great. Well, so we'll post all of these because you really need to get uh, we have uh, you, you get the full experience. We have Corner Ruse which I think is Chex with a kangaroo mascot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. We have Country Morning, which I think is Cocoa Puffs for adults. And Why the box just eat- is just like a sunrise over a farm. Is it is it chocolate, though? Yeah, yeah, it looks chocolate. It's brown. That's because it's brown. If it's for adults, it don't mean it's chocolate. It probably means it's bran. Well, it's it looks chocolatey. Like the powder looks like cocoa powder on the box. It could be. I could be. Okay. I don't I don't know. Then we have Cruncharoos, which uh you already a high said Cruncharoos. Purple... What? Didn't you already say Cruncharoos? No, that was um that was um Cornaroos. Oh, sorry, excuse Cruncharoos me. Cruncharoos are very different. Um it, it's a probably high purple dinosaur that is like trying to get into the bowl. Um Oh, there's there's a whole. Are you go, most of them you've talked about are OJ's. Oh my gosh! Did oh, yes, you see OJ's. That one? Um, OJ's. It, that's the guy. Um, oh, hang that, on, I'll get to him. Uh, we have <laughs> Frosted Rice, which uh, has Tony Junior. Apparently, Tony the Tiger has a son, and he also does cereal. Um, we have Graham Crackos, which oh, is, Tony Junior is really cute. Yeah, he is. I I enjoy Tony Junior. Graham Crackos, which is a terrible name for a cereal, but uh, on this box, like you what get happens an- my grandmother has too much crack cocaine. <laughs> we, you on this box, you can get an exclusive Rocky Two poster free with three proof of purchases. Um, then you have uh, a really old timey cereal that I love called Granos Flakes. That the big bold letters across the box says "Enrich the Blood." And oh I God, love, I love that marketing. Uh, let's see. We've got cream crunch, which, uh, same with no. our like banana friend. Um, that sounds like, now it's, that sounds like someone needs penicillin. Now it's an ice cream guy and he has two little oh, like no, Cheerio things okay. for eyes. And it has, okay. this, this has chunks of real ice cream freeze dried in nutritious cereal. No. Um, uh, there's a cereal called most. 
just just most. And it looks like uh, frosted mini wheats without frosting. Yep, that's exactly what that looks like. Uh, another uh, nice uh, pop culture thing: you chocolate mud and bugs. That's a Timon and Pumbaa themed cereal. Absolutely, Again, a, a place where my like parents clearly failed me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm to OJ's here, and yes, so the the OJ's mascot is a cowboy who I believe his name is Joe, and he has a um, branding iron that has OJ on it. And this cereal has all the vitamin C of a four-ounce glass of orange juice. Does that sound good to you? Not at all. It sounds horrible. Um, this is my other favorite name. Uh, this is uh, Yogi Bear is the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, I saw that one. OKs. OKs. Um, great name for seal. Then we have another orange fame cereal. We have orange flavored combos. And Wait, did mas- you see the OK cereal that has a really ripped Scottish man? Oh no, I have to f- find that one. Um, because but I'm looking at the orange co- orange flavored combos that has the blue GNU as their mascot. <laughs> the what? A GNU. I don't know what a GNU is. It's like a a a. I don't know, like... Um, I tried typing in Blue Gnu, and what I got was a picture of Will Smith as the genie from <laughs> from Aladdin. Okay, That's what I got. Okay, what is a Gnu? I'm having Spell a Spell Gnu. Uh, G-N-U. It's a large, dark African antelope with a long head and a beard oh. and a mane and a sloping back. I got you. Yes, I've, I've seen these before on the Disney Safari. Oh, there's a yes. book called One Blue Gnu. That, that looks cute. Yeah. Um, this is my other favorite prize. This is Puffa Puffa Rice is the uh, uh, circle or the cereal. And you can get free inside picture coin of the monkeys. Very like the band? Fun. Yeah, yeah, the band. <laughs> and their faces, you can see what the coin looks like on the box. Um, it's, they're, they're like smiling and they've got like their hands around each other. It's It's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So lots of great cereals that I found with fantastic mascots. I think My, I don't really need any of them to come back besides the blue GNU. The the one that I'm the most you didn't say this, but the cereal I'm most disappointed is gone. I don't eat cereal, but ban- I would eat this breakfast, lunch, and dinner if they brought it back. Is um Rice Krispies did a Rice Krispie treat cereal? Yeah, that was my jam. That sounds good. Ooh, I can love I, can I, that. Can I make a cereal confession? Of course you can. I do not do milk on my cereal what, what do I, you do I, I just eat it dry i put it in a bowl and i eat it we can't do this podcast anymore i i, I the the texture like well, I, the milk is makes the cereal all soggy and gross and then no, i have this doesn't. like only if yeah. you what do you like don't leave it to marinade you put it in you immediately eat it yeah i mean okay when i was young i did fruit loops in in milk and that was the only thing i would do but now I'm like I'm the like, best thing the best thing is like f- any flavored cereal because have you ever heard of milk bar? Uh, sure. No, you haven't because you, you would immediately go. Yes, Chris, I know exactly what that is. Milk bar is a bakery in New York City. OK. And this woman who runs this bakery uses cereal milk to make her baked goods. OK. So see, she ferments sounds- her milk in cereal like presses it all the juice out and then makes cookies, pies, cakes with this stuff. I'm into that. I am not into drinking the milk just straight out of the bowl that's now been sitting with my cereal. That's gross. I hate that. And I don't have time to whip up a baked good when I'm after my bowl of cereal. Then you're not doing it right. 
I just uh, uh, yeah. So that's my my. I, I eat cereal. I eat cereal dry. I just you put eat it in cereal a bowl. wrong is what I just heard. I'm gonna do a post about this <laughs> on Instagram, and everyone's gonna tell you how wrong you are. We're gonna we're putting up a poll. The worst thing I ever did was I once was out of milk and I didn't realize it. And so I used orange juice. Oh, see, yeah. Why would you just eat it dry? (laughs) Because your cereal is supposed to be wet. It's not. Why would you you ruin it with wetness? (laughs) I don't even have a response to that. So, uh, yeah, that's my dirty, uh, that's my uh, dirty confession of cereal. I eat it raw. And on that note, Chris is very distressed. We need to end this tour now. <laughs> if you still want to talk to Matt or I, Matt, where can they find us? Yes, you can uh, email us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com, Twitter at discontinuedpod, Instagram, where we'll post all of these wonderful images. And I'll make sure to get a picture of my wonderful plush, uh, Toucan Sam, uh, on at discontinuedondisplay. Um, as always, you can check out uh, the Sorcerer Network, sorcererNetwork.com. Um, by the time this releases, uh, uh, we will, I'll have plenty of articles up there. Um, as of this moment, as of time of recording, we're we're getting ahead on the season a little bit here. Um, I've got four or five, I think. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm posting the fifth one, I think, this week. I'm almost done with it. I have to get some facts and figures correct, you know, so I'm not just, you know. Making stuff up. Making stuff up. Um, so just kind of like pop culture things and things like that. Uh, mostly you just kind of get a window into what I'm interested in. That's kind of what you're getting at this point. Um, but I'm also got some other things down the pipeline. I know I've teased that before, but I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. You'll get um, that. yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, as always rate and review us, tell people about the pod. Uh, we really appreciate, uh, the people that have rated and review and told someone. Make sure that yes. review is five stars. Oh, yes. Five stars, five stars. Why do you say five stars, five stars? You, and I, I don't care, but like every time know. you just, it's a natural thing you do. You say it twice. Um, I, I'm, I'm asking like, are I you quoting something? Is it like something you once heard or is it just like, I prob- do weird. It probably is from a podcast that I listened to at some point, but I don't remember the origin of it. It's fine. It's delightful. It puts it in their brain twice. Now they've heard it a lot of times. We've said yeah. it a lot of times. But I, I've, I've wanted to. I was curious after I said just. I once I said it once. I wonder if you go. Yeah, five stars. But when you did your normal five stars, five stars. I was like, I want to <laughs> know. I want to know a, more about his people. Question, but I, I don't know. Um, also, if you have, you know, we're definitely doing some pre-recording of this. But if you have uh, something that you want us to do this season, please let us know because we mm-hmm. usually how we do these is we do the first half of the season kind of to get ahead, and then we call audibles in the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. So if you have something, please like send it your way. Be like, oh my gosh, this was in my town. I'm one of five hundred thousand people to have visited it, and it was awesome. Uh, please let us know. Absolutely. We, I, I, it brings me such joy, even though I miss them sometimes when I see that you've reached out on Twitter, if you've tagged us in something or on Instagram, always a joy, never a chore. Yes. All right, let's end the tour, close up the museum for the night. We will see you next time. That would be great. I don't have any, what's another cereal thing? Um, there is Snap, nothing. crackle, pop, bye. No. <laughs> Yeah.
Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.